Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad to have you here with us. Today, we have the most amazing guest, Miss Monica Bijou. Say hello, Monica. Hello, and you said my name right. Love it, love it. <laughs> you must get that a lot where people say weird things. Oh my what was the weirdest gosh, thing yes. you ever got? Um, I've gotten Bayou, Bayou. I remember one guy particularly said Bayou, like with a B-A. And I said, is there an A in my name? And he was <laughs> like, well, I mean, it just looks like it should be that. And I said, okay, his last name was King, K-I-N-G. And I was like, okay, King. And he goes, <laughs> Shay, got it. It's like, you're welcome. <laughs> I was cute. like, look at the spelling. It's B-I. Come on now. I'm surprised you, know, you didn't so. get like B-Jocks or something like oh, that. Oh, I've gotten bougie and some other stuff too. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, are you referring to my personality or my name? Because <laughs> it's bougie on a budget if that's what you're calling me. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally your personality, babe. Totally. So clearly, guys, you can see we're going to have a little bit of fun today. So give us a kind of 5,000 square foot or square foot, 5,000 foot view of who you are and kind of how you got to be where you are. Oh, wow. So that's like a loaded question. Where did I, how did I get where I am? Um, so in oh. a nutshell, I'm Monica and Bijou, I, as Michelle said, and I pretty much have lived in a lot of different places. And so for me, culture is huge. I love culture. I love to explore stuff. But from a business standpoint, I've always want love working with entrepreneurs and love in the being in the space of teaching. So I'm a licensed. I'm also a business coach and business strategist. And so my life itself has been nothing but pivotal shifts, which is what I help other entrepreneurs who who are going through pivotal shifts in their lives, how to keep from going through trial and error. And so with that, my own life has been that story that it allows me to come from an authentic place and really help my clients get to their next destination without having to go through the ebbs and flows. I mean, the necessary ones, yes, but the unnecessary ones, that's where I come in and help them from a personal standpoint, their own personality to get there. Um, I'm also an uh, Amazon bestseller, have two book bells, have two more coming out this year. Uh, my own story of trials, tribulations, trauma, you know, the, all the things that, you know, abuse, uh, physical abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, and how I use my adversity to, and use it as an opportunity to help other people grow and get to where they need to be without having to be stuck. So small little nutshell. Nice. I love it. So some of the special projects that you're working on right now, and clearly your books, or do you have other yes. ones on the go too? <laughs> or are yeah, those a big time consumer? Most definitely. I just actually started uh, teaching other people how to do a podcast themselves because I've been asked by so many people within a couple of weeks of me doing my podcast, I end up hitting international. So I've had other people say, um, and they've listened to my show and they're like, you have a very conversational style and I like it. Can you teach us how to do that? And so, you know, of course you go by what people are requesting and asking you to do. And so if you ever notice my natural style is to be conversational. Um, I like to have fun. I like to um, just be able to meet and new, meet new people. So I've taken that style. Um, I'm psychologically androgynous, which means that I am always balanced. I take the mind, the, the, 
uh, I would say the masculine side energy and my feminine energy and together, put them together. So I'm able to teach a person the techie side by being very simplistic and then not be so simplistic that a person's like, okay, this is too watered down. So it just seems like my teaching style is to have a very balanced where the guys are like, okay, I follow. And the women are like, hey, this is super easy. So I decided to go ahead and teach the course and, and go from there. Oh, good for so you. That's fantastic. So yeah. tell us about your podcast. What's the name of it? So the name of my podcast is After My Business, Decide to Move um, and Decide to Move Podcast. It's on every platform, including I do a video as well. So it's also on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. And basically, I work with entrepreneurs that are going through pivotal shifts. They have I already had success in their life. And so they don't want to start from the trial and error, like I was saying before, they want to say, I already know what success looks like. So just give me the meat and let me go from there. So I once said to somebody the other day, I was like, I like the meat and potatoes, forget the corn. I don't need all that other stuff. If I want it, I'll ask you for it. And he was like, I'm going to have to make a shirt out of that. And I just started laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, thief, stealing my stuff. <laughs> already. Oh, that is awesome. So is, is that the name of your YouTube channel as well? Or? Yes, it's named after my podcast, Decide to Move um, Podcast. And so um, the name of my company, Decide to Move, is actually, it's an acronym. And I got the name from when I was helping another entrepreneur. I noticed how he was just all over the place. I mean, like literally the way that he handled his customers, he was inconsistent, like he would do, he actually sold computers. And so his office was a mess, screws. And, you know, back in the day when they had those uh, computers where you, it was like, they call it a water compu uh, computer, like the monitor, the CPU. Um, it was a, a water one for gaming. And it's like, so he, his stuff was like everywhere, motherboards. And I'm like, how do you find anything in there? So I went on ride alongs, helped him like organize his office, helped him the way that he presented himself and just helped him through this whole little process. Well, then Later on, I while I was working on my human resource master's, I ended up having to um, actually write a paper on change, being a change agent, going in a company and helping them change. And I was just like, well, I did that already on a volunteer basis, but I don't didn't know what the steps were. I just did it. It's a natural instinct. And so I prayed about it. And next thing you know, all these little steps, I, words, I should say, at the time there were words came in my mind. I went to sleep, woke up, and I started organizing them just as they came to me. And when I looked at it, it was uh, 12 steps and it actually spelled decide to move. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So the next day I went to school and did my presentation and people were upset. They're like, oh my gosh, she created her own concept. The funny story about that is I actually had uh, abdominal surgery, like a pen, uh, had my appendix removed from a laparoscopic and I was having a lot of pain. So the instructor let me go first, like earlier before anybody else. And I ended up hospitalized that night. So it was kind of like, I gave that presentation in pain. Um, and literally it was slides with words, with pictures, because I'm a person that I don't like a lot of words. I like I can explain it with just pictures. And so that's what I actually uh, did. And then um, the rest has been history. So that was about 14 years ago, maybe longer than that. And I decided finally when I launched my company to actually still use that name because it resonates about transition, change, growth, development, everything that I stand for. So yeah, well, that's, that's where the side to move came from. Good for you. Yeah. And 
Oh, and your your uh, your background, your enthusiasm, your experience to me is just fascinating. And I know we don't have time for all of it, but I do hope to get as much out of it as I can. But I want to know about your books too. So what what books have you written and which ones are you writing? Yes. Yeah, so the first book that I wrote was called Fiercely Speaking. And Fiercely Speaking was basically, um, it was it's a uh, collaboration with a bunch of women that basically told their story of things that they went through, trials and tribulations, of, and how they learned how to speak fiercely. How did they find their voice? And so I wrote my story about my daughter. I had my daughter at 17. Um, I was actually put out at 15, um, got pregnant at 16, had my daughter at 17. And so through that trials and tribulations, I always tell people, you know, most times people think a teenage mom will either end up on, you know, state assistance, um, have more kids, not really accomplish anything. And I'm like, well, this girl, two masters work about to finish my, be done in December. And my daughter lives in Germany. And so I've like really was gave them 10 steps, 10 lessons learned, and then ways that you can connect with your child, no matter if you have out of wedlock, with dad, without dad, how can you actually be able to collaborate, uh, coordinate, like really connect with your kid so that they learn how to speak up for themselves. Unfortunately, I've seen so many kids nowadays that are now adults who did not have that, did not have connections with their parents or their parents didn't really know how to teach them how to love and how to connect. So I give 10 lessons, 10 strategies of how to do that. And that's in Fiercely Speaking. And then the second book I wrote was Propel once again, use my life story to teach, you know, come from a leadership place and let people know you don't have to have a degree in order to be a good leader. Uh, you know, for me, leadership comes from experience. It's not something that you actually is always necessarily taught. There's probably going to be people that argue with me on this, but I've actually conversation with someone about that I was like people who were taught how to be leaders usually say the dumbest cliches ever and it doesn't come from the heart and it's something that they heard and they're like let me repeat that and they use it in the most inappropriate times and I was actually the person I was talking to actually fit that and she was like you're talking about me aren't you and I was like why do you have a tendency to say stupid stuff and piss people off <laughs> and she was like hmm. I was like exactly because it, and you can see it doesn't come natural. Like, you know, when people are having a really difficult time, these are the people that come by and go, oh, let me bring you some Chick-fil-A when you have people who are, you know, had loved ones dying or COVID is happening. You don't see them at all. Just a lot of little things like that. So it's just funny. Um, and then the one that I'm working, the, the one, two I'm working on this year is one I'm working with, um, one, one of my business coaches where basically it's a business book of how to create um, your own courses and things that we went through and how we, it actually creating courses, help your clients show up better, like how you can actually help more people be scalable by creating courses. And then the last one is my own book that I'm doing by myself. And that's basically called Beautiful Wreck, Finding the Healing Place and basically telling my story and how to find, you know, light at the end of all the adversity that was experienced. So, wow, yeah. that yeah. is yeah. a well-rounded, huge array. <laughs> exactly, nice spectrum of topics and and material there. That's fantastic. Yeah, because most you know, as business owners, our life does not stop when we become in, uh, entrepreneurs or business owners. We still are dealing with stuff, and and our most times our life bleeds into our business. No matter how much we try attempt to separate it, it still shows up. And so one of the things I definitely help my clients with, excuse me, is helping them with the mindset stuff. When they're stuck, 
I, I can easily go into finding out what's keeping them stuck without actually saying, we're going to focus on your past. No, I can actually figure out what's happening. And then we can stop the recorder that tells a person they're not good enough. That, you know, what happens if I show up? What are people going to think? And then help them get over that hurdle and then keep moving. So, yeah. Nice. I love it. Absolutely love it. And absolutely, as my peeps should know by now, is my focus on the business growth is when you want to scale your company, you need to focus on strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. And to me, state of mind is almost more important than all of them because I've seen so many people that no matter what tactics they try, if their state of mind is out of whack, it'll fit, those tactics will fail because they're always self-sabotaging. They're always putting kind of this weird mix into the game and, and yeah, that happens. And that's the other thing I was going to say is I think it's fascinating too that uh, to your point that entrepreneurs don't leave their work at work. Uh, and again, my peeps should know this, that I personally believe that being an entrepreneur is a self-development process and that it's the best self-development course you can ever possibly take. So you, you're not... You're doing it because of who you are, not because there's this thing, this job, this talent, this skill that you have. It's, it's an essence of who you are. And in particular, during the whole COVID thing, when everybody was in lockdown, I thought it was hilarious that you see it because the kids are knocking at the door and the cats are climbing all over them. And it's like, life just is like, okay, I get it. You're in your house. <laughs> like life doesn't leave and you still have to be able to do that thing. So I thought it was really cool. Uh, metaphor or personification of that whole concept. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, one of the things that I had noticed too is that for me, it's when a person brings their authentic self, their past and, you know, everything who they are, they can show up better, not only for themselves, but for their clients as well, because people learn from people's story. And like with my podcast, I'm, I've always want people to share their story first, then get into the strategies or whatever else, because a person resonates and they understand. And they're like, you know, okay, I've been through that or yeah, I've actually experienced that. And it helps them be able to realize that all I have to do is just show up and be myself. And you're going to have people that like you for you or not like you either way. I rather a person like or not like me because I'm being authentic, not because of them, you know, saying you thinking that they know me and they really don't. And that's the part that really makes a difference is how do you show up and what's your mindset behind whatever you're doing? Nice. So somebody that's maybe thinking about that going, okay, like you guys keep saying that, just be myself, just be myself. But if I'm just myself, then people don't like me. People think I'm sharing too much information. People think, you know, inappropriate work behavior. What, what do you have to say to people that are thinking that? I say that is that person who's thinking that is not your ideal audience in a <laughs> nutshell. If you, if you're focused on pleasing everyone, then guess what? You're a chameleon and you're pleasing no one. So, you know, either people love me or they, they don't like me. And I'm okay with either one because of the fact that at the end of the day, I sleep really good at night because I'm being me, I'm being true, I'm being authentic. My clients know that I'm going to be honest with them. I'm going to be tactful, but I'm going to be very honest and let them know, like, if the baby is ugly, the baby's ugly and we need to address it. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, it's so cute when that baby looks like, yeah, Frankenstein or something, but like, oh, cute shoes. Um... You may put a hat on it or something. 
Awesome. It's like about well, being real, you know, yep. and, and unfortunately, there's so many people that don't even know who them, their true selves are. And that's the part that keeps people from showing up of not really knowing who they are, you know? So, so until then, you, you come from the place of like where you're comfortable, where you feel comfortable. So how do you start in your experience finding out who you are? How does one find out who they are if they don't have the experience? So foundation, I was, you know, like I, I'm all about writing, journaling, not you don't have to write a book, but I always have clients because I get a lot of those, like my, my, not only just coaching clients, but my actual therapy clients, they'll be like, I've lived life. I've been focused on my husband. I've been focused on my kids. I've lived for everyone else. And now I want to start business. And this is like my therapy clients who are like transitioning and they, they're like, I just want to figure out who I am. The first thing I have them do is write a list of all the things that they like to do things that they like about themselves, things that they've seen that they want to incorporate in their life. And then the other side is the stuff that they've experienced or had seen or don't pretty much care for to start. And then from there, once they're clear on the things they like, and the beautiful thing is nobody's judging you because this is your list. You can keep it as private as you want, but it's your list. And so when you bring it to me, then we actually go through each one then I start helping them with the strategy of what they do to get there. But the biggest part is I always say education, key to power. So learning and knowing who you are and what you like and don't like starts with like, you know, sometimes you ever seen um, the movie Runaway Bride yes. with uh, Julia Roberts, Roberts when he asked her, like, you don't even know what kind of eggs you like, you know, because every guy that she ran away from, they were like, no, oh, she likes eggs Benedict no, she likes fried. No, she likes over easy. And the thing about it, she was busy with all these guys that she didn't really know who she was. So it was like, she had to step away and actually just even learn what kind of eggs she liked. And it's as simple as starting from the very bottom of what you like and don't like. And then you can grow from there one step at a time. Oftentimes people want to not know how to swim to jumping in a deep end. I know I will probably drown. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally that jumping in the deep end. And I don't just dump in the deep end. I go in from a high diving board and go, is water deep enough? I don't know. I'm about to find out. <laughs> I'm an underwater swimmer. So for me, I figure my way out. Like, let me go do this. But, and I, I'm an explorer, you know, so it's okay to be that person. But you know who you are when you do that. You're like, I am a person. I like adventure. I'm a jump in the deep end. And that's perfectly okay. But that's you being you compared to somebody else not knowing who they are and when they, they're jumping. Like, I didn't even know I didn't know how to swim. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Found out. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that. Well, and we kind of have the same approach too in when we're, when we're helping somebody transition into the digital world. So somebody that hasn't been uh, running their company on a digital platform before, and they don't know where to start. I'm like, well, what do you like to do? Do you like to listen to things? Do you like to see things? Do you like to watch videos? Do you like to look at pictures? Do you like to make pictures? Do you like to read books? Do you like to write? Do you like, like, what do you like to do? Because if you can harness that skill set or that appreciation for a skill that you have, and then start looking at, okay, so do I want to make video? Do I want to make blog posts? Do I want to tweet? Do I want to like, you, you can modify the way you go online based on the things you actually like to do so that it becomes really easy to actually do it because you're going to want to do it anyway. <laughs> 
Exactly. And that's one of the things I so it's so key is using a person's personality, who they are, what they're comfortable with when you're creating strategies, this, which is why I love, you know, everything about you, Michelle, because we do. That's why the first time we met, we connected right away because we have very like-minded, like-hearted ways of thinking. And it's really coming from where the, the person is, the client is, instead of coming from where the latest strategy or what someone says is going to work, it's not going to work if it's not what you resonate with. And if it's not true to you, you're going to struggle with that. And I've actually had coaches that try to, you know, has, and I say the word try, um, usually I say attempt when it, it's worked, but I say try. They have tried to tell me what to do. And it's like that first of all, you have to know who I am and you didn't even attempt to do that. You, I heard you tell somebody else the exact same strategy. That person and I are totally different. We don't think anything the same. So what I'll do is when I tell them, I don't really care for that strategy. It's not going to work. Oh, just try it. I say two words. Oh, okay. And that means, and I actually it's one word, but I make it two syllables. That means I'm not going to do it. I'm like, okay. And then it's like, I'm not going, like, you just wasted my time because what you gave me was a cookie cutter style that sounds like really good to you, but it's not going to work for me nor my audience. And so I just kind of like, don't even do it. That's the worst thing for someone to spend hours on the phone or an hour of a strategy call and they don't even execute it because it doesn't resonate with who they are. So I wish I had known that <laughs> so much about 10 years ago. I, uh, I had done a bodybuilding competitions and a marathon and was in wicked good shape. And I went to a nutritionist and she said, well, let's try this and let's try that. And boom, within like months, I was 10 pounds up and I was heartbroken. So I went and tried another one and they're like, well, let's try this and let's try that. And if I had just known that let's try means I don't know. And I have a cookie cutter approach to how this is going down. I would have run away. <laughs> so, so, I had to look like Forrest Gump, but <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's a, the piece of knowing like who you are. And, and I've actually had said that to someone. I mean, like when I actually tell someone what's not going to work for me and they're not listening, that means already one, you're not the person for me to assist me. And number two, that, you know, we're not even having conversation any longer because that lets me know that you're focused on you instead of me and I've actually had to tell you know people that it's like when someone is telling you what's not going to work for them when you ignore what they're saying and mostly want to focus on you it's kind of like if someone and punches you you know when they talk enough people talk with their hands and smack you and you're like hey you know you can tell me what you have to say but you don't have to hit me and they're mostly focusing on well I was just trying to tell you something okay but you don't have to hit me you're no, you're not validating me and you're not listening to anything that I have to say. And so this conversation has ended. Oftentimes I find people go in a defense mode instead of the validation mode of really listening to what a person say. So connecting with them. And as entrepreneurs and business owners, it's important to really listen to your clients and your customers. And that way you're, they feel validated. And then from there, they'll be willing to listen to what you have to say. Nice. So. I love it. Well, and you also hinted on one of my favorite concepts, which is uh, when you hire somebody to do something for you, that they care more about you and what you're trying to get out of as a result than, oh, we have this tactic and we'll, we'll just sell you this tactic because that's what you're asking for. And 
and clearly you don't do that. And I absolutely love and adore that. That's not your approach to business at all. So who are some of your ideal clients? Like who do you love to serve and support? I love uh, working with clients that are just real and honest. It doesn't matter where they're starting from. If they're new, if they have already been in business for a while, I like action takers. In a nutshell, I like action takers. I like people who are ready to, you know, get it moving. If you are stuck in a mindset and you're not willing to do anything, those are the clients that I know that I cannot work with because on a person, I can have someone that tells me, I want to do work. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, there's a little tactic that I do. Certified and NLP and also hypnotherapy. And so when people hear that, they're like, oh, okay, you're going to do something spooky to me. No, what it does is uh, I ha have the ability, I take them through this guided imagery and through it, I'm able to tell what a person's connection is with money, like their mindset around money, their mindset around success, uh, where their boundaries, how they present to the world and what's their viewpoint of themselves. And then do they really see themselves doing going far? Just by me doing this simple exercise, I'm able to break through a lot of barriers with my clients right away. And so when someone tells me, I want to make, you know, six figures by the end of the year, but then they have a, a really limited belief when it comes to money, then if they're not willing to address that, but they, so their goal is here, but they're not willing to work with the basic, it's very difficult for me to work with you because that means you're not ready. So that's the kind of clients I, I work with clients that are ready to uh, have action. They don't have to know how to do it. They just are saying I'm ready and they're willing to take action. So those are my ideal clients. Nice. Cause I know a lot of people, a lot of times when, especially when they would hire me is, going, well, yeah, I'm stuck. That's why I need a coach. And <laughs> I don't know, like, how do I know if I'm stuck and willing or if I'm stuck and stuck? <laughs> and uh, I laugh and I go, well, we'll find out in a few minutes, won't we? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And, and, and there's that piece where you definitely, like I said, you know, it doesn't mean when a person says, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and there, it's a matter of them, because I actually see this, like I said, in coaching, as well as in therapy, where you'll have someone that comes because they're with told that they need to, but they're not ready yet. And so if a person's not ready yet, it's kind of like throwing spaghetti on the wall, hoping that it stick. And that is not a good concept to work with. So when a person is ready and they're willing and they're able, you know, people are willing and able, but they're really ready, then it's easy for me to say, okay, foundation, let's figure out who you are, get clarity, and then go steps by step and go from there. And that's the part that really, really makes a big, huge difference. So uh, I will not work with somebody. I don't care how much money they offer me. I'm not going to work with someone who's not ready because basically they're wasting their money. And to me, that is not, I would not have integrity if I'm just taking a person's money, knowing that they're definitely not in a space that they're ready to actually do the work. Right. So. so give us an example of one of your C Cinderella stories, as I like to call them. Uh, oh, there's so many. Is there a particular kind of person <laughs> that you're looking for? Um, I've actually, you know, working with someone who's come with, you know, they they are ready. They're like, I'm stuck. I have I have this idea in my head. I have no idea where I'm gonna go. I have no idea what to do. Just know that I'm ready. And so, starting from the very foundation, like we were talking about, them getting clarity of who they are getting clear, you know, where, what direction they want to go. They have their goals. And what I do is take them step by step. 
week by week. We start working through, breaking through barriers, breaking through stuff, going from a person who's had like a significant trauma history, history around money issues, uh, really wanted to be successful, wasn't sure if they're able to because they haven't seen it around them at all to a person making, I was, they're actually about to reach seven figures at uh, probably by the end of this year. So to me, that is like a person going from like the little nothing of just saying, I, I, I know there's more inside of me than what I'm surrounded, what I see to actually bringing that out of a person and getting them to the point of just having ultimate success and being humble about it. And so to me, that's huge and amazing. Nice. So what would some stumbling blocks be that somebody might be having right now that they would say, oh my God, Monica, I totally need you. I would say stumbling blocks is the fact that of, um, starting something and can't finish it, uh, you know, wanting to seek their passion and for some reason don't even have clear direction, not really even having clarity or confidence around what they're supposed to do. I see a lot of people getting stuck in that mindset. Um, in my therapy business, I'm a, I do trauma. I work with trauma. So you're talking about when, you know, being stuck, I have people that get stuck and transition from therapy to even coaching, people are still stuck from stuff that happened to them when they were, you know, bullied in fourth grade, stuff, you know, from a childhood where they literally still have that little girl mindset. So anytime someone approaches them about something, they feel threatened and they retreat. So like literally, you're talking about layers and layers of stuff that I have to break through, but my style allows a person to feel comfortable they feel validated and they're able to come out of their shell more and more at a time and I've worked with men and women I, I've attempt, you know I've had people limit you know say you should just work with women and I've had some people that says hey well guys resonate with you well because of my the way that I teach I work with both I have clients that are men and women and so I can't, I don't limit myself on who I'm able to help. If you resonate with me and a person's comfortable, then I'm able to help them uh, go from where they want to go. And it's not about me. It's about them. So, and that's what, for me, that's what makes a big difference. Nice. I love that. So I know we've had a little bit of a discussion around um, my, my philosophy on the four S's, which are the way to scale a business, to be able to um, grow from kind of, somebody that might be a manager of a company and deciding, hey, I'm going to take my buyout and become an entrepreneur, uh, or somebody that's an entrepreneur and wants to scale to a business owner where their company runs better without them. And my philosophy is that if you focus on and implement strategies, systems, support, and state of mind, you will get there. How do you yeah. feel about that? Oh, I totally agree with you. Um, for me, I would start with start with state of mind. That for me is the number one, you know, and I know that you do strategies, strategy awareness, but you, you know, ensuring that that part, all that is incorporated in it is huge. You have some people they can take and do all of them at the same time. And some people have to pick which one works the best. So always going from where the client starts and where they are and then helping them from there, those pieces is huge. It's kind of like when a person is going through, um, and I use like, I use a lot of analogies. You know, you have a person who's contemplating starting their business, but when it comes to uh, starting, like, um, I don't know, like maybe like finding their purpose, they contemplate on that. But then when it comes to making a big purchase, they're like, I'm all in it kind of thing. And it's like, people are in different layers of when it comes to 
what they're willing to do and what they're not willing to do. And so being able to help them wherever they are, whichever space they're in, makes a person become successful. And as a coach, it's really always being mindful of that. And so when you're coming from a place of where the client is and not yourself, you will always win. And that so that client would win. And then in turn, you end up becoming a winner as well. So I love your four S's. I mean, there absolutely covers every groundwork that there is for a client. Sweet. So if people are totally interested and want to work with you, want to find out what kind of stuff you have, just you know, whether it's dabbling and getting <laughs> their feet in the water or if they're going absolutely full bore, what does it take to work with you full time? How do they get a hold of you? Where do they start? Yeah, I would say they can just start with my website at www.decidetomove.com. That's D-E-C-I-D-E-T-O move.com. And also I have a Facebook group called CEOs on the Move. And so I'm active in the group. I'm, you know, on my website, it has um, access to my Instagram, Twitter. I mean, like literally everything, my email. So that way it's an easy way for them to get there. Also, it allows them to have a link that goes straight to my podcast if they want to listen to that because it's on every platform. But that's the easiest way to get a, a hold of me and then find me on all the social medias that there is out there. Awesome. And peeps, if you're listening to this on a podcast and you don't have access to write things down, just go to awarenessstrategies.com. Uh, slash blog and we will have Monica's information there for you and you can search anything from coach Monica Bijou whatever you like and you'll find her yes most definitely and and also for your audience um, I have a download called millionaire mindset secrets it's also available on my website as well so that they can get a direct uh, go there scroll in the middle and it's a link that I mean, big old purple, you know, block, because that's one of my colors. And they'll be able to download that as well. And it actually goes through a lot of different things that, you know, really help with the groundwork, like you say, state of mind, before you get into all the other strategies and stuff like that, when it comes to you want to become that seven figure entrepreneur. Nice. I love it. So tell me this, at what point in life did you know that you were that special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become a successful entrepreneur? Uh, When I said it in my mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah why did you say in your mind what was going on well i'm a praying kind of person you're right i am a prayer and also the fact that you know i was determined i for me beating the odds of all the things that i've been through in my life i know for a fact that i could have been i you know was homeless at one time i could have remained that way i also know that i could have been you know living on the streets and just a lot of different things happen but i was determined not to let myself be a statistic and my focus was raising my daughter getting you know getting her to a certain age then I started going back to school and just continue to go and I wanted to make sure that my daughter knew that she can be whatever she wants one thing that I tell people is society and you know I'm I mean, those that are watching this, I'm a black female. We know what's happening with society today, everything that's happening. It's not always safe for me to just even get my car and drive without worrying about, am I going to get pulled over and be the next statistics in that right? And, you know, so with that, I, I believe in like the world will shut the door on you, but I never allow myself to have the door shut on me because I'm not able to do something. If I'm, if I find, say it in my heart, this is what I want to do then I'm going to go after it because me being an entrepreneur is not about myself. It's about who is missing out on their blessing because I'm not willing to step up and, and do what I'm supposed to do. And so because of that, I'm always 
growing and doing self-development and learning things so that way I can definitely help my client. I mean, my I'm getting my doctorate in conscious business ethics for the fact of being able to combine my human resource background, my social work background, so that way I can be better service to my clients and truly help them be become better entrepreneurs themselves. So everything I do is about helping other people um, and continue to open doors for those um, around me. So... You are brilliant and awesome and tenacious and so many words. You are fantastic. And it was really cute. I don't know if what happened in the recording, but you said I'm a prayer and it sounded like I'm a prayer and you absolutely are. <laughs> You've been a prayer to me. You're just adorable. I just can't help. I love you and hug you and squeeze you every time I see you. And I just want to have like a little Vulcan mind meld with you and, and get all that knowledge out of your brain because it's amazing. You have a lot too. So we'd be like share knowledge because you're amazing too. I, I mean, you know, and that's one of the things that I love about being in this entrepreneur space is that, you know, one, it's lonely if a person wants to be lonely, but there's so many like-minded and like-hearted entrepreneurs is find the ones that you connect with and then stay with them. I mean, honestly, you know, for me, it's kind of like the moment that I met you we connected and it's like every time I see you, I'm like, oh, there's Michelle, forget you guys. Sorry, excuse me, excuse me, get out of the way. And, and that's the part that really makes a big, huge difference. And for me, you know, like once again, talking about what the world has today, I don't see color, I see heart, I see mindset. I, I'm about intelligence, where a person is, about growing. Every time I talk to someone, I want to learn something from them. I want to be able to walk away thinking about something new and something different and expanding my mind and expanding my thought process. And so it's a breath of fresh air for me to be surrounded around people that I know that I can grow from every time that we talk. So it's always been a, uh, always a pleasure uh, being around you. Nice. Well, thank you, baby. I appreciate your time immensely. So you guys go over to decidetomove.com and go and talk to Monica and find out how she can help you to take your business to the next level. Awesome. So this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone who would make a great guest for the show, or if you have questions or topics that you'd like me to answer or take up and discuss, reach out to Michelle at awarenessstrategies.com or connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. Have an awesome week and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.